ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world. This is the podcast you have all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m. This is not your average podcast. This is From Corner to Corner. And now, here are your hosts, Sean Big Papa Kuyper, Wes Redman Crouch, Adam Big Country Muncie, and Neil Mulletman Payne. And welcome back to the From Corner to Corner Show. I'm your host, Sean Kuyper, and here tonight with Adam. What's going on, guys? And the bread man, Wes. We're a show now. We're not a podcast. We've moved up in the world. I think I think we're definitely a show. Oh, good. We're have, like, you, have you seen us? <laughs> I mean, we're if like we're not a show, bar. I don't know what it is. <laughs> we're like the comedy bar. We're a variety show. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's what it is. Comedy bar. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> move to Pigeon Forge. Down there, Pigeon Forge. Let's just put this table out in the middle of everything. We can just get all kinds of tips. Hey, and we could be. We could. We could live in the, inside that place, I and mean, we would survive. That's for sure. Uh, we don't have Neil here with us tonight. He's uh, being a little whiny, but because he had a tooth pulled, he can't survive. I'm going to take ibuprofen so I can't come. The, the, the line that he said, I don't know if I can handle an hour and a half of talking with my jaw. Guys, a toothache is that's a big deal, though. Yeah, but the toothache's gone. He had his tooth pulled. It's gone. It's just being soft. Still a sore jaw. Softy. <laughs> we're, not, we're a family-friendly show, or I would tell you really what I think. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we have this streak going that every single week, whenever we get done recording, something major happens. Either that night or the next day. Right. So last Tuesday... As soon as we were over, the next morning, what happens? We wake up. Tom Brady, with his beautiful jawline, is on the beach. He hits the live button on his phone, and he announces retirement. Right, right. I mean, it's it's so funny because we always record. We normally record on Tuesday nights. Tonight, LeBron James is probably going to break the scoring record. I don't even want to talk about that. Good, <laughs> but. It, it, it will be the news, right? I mean, but then again, we had breaking news earlier. Jerry Lawler, it sounded like he had a stroke, right? Didn't sound or good. aneurysm. Yeah. So, uh, we don't know exactly what all the news is on that, but we do know they found him laying out in their driveway. and Face least, down. Yeah. At least currently he's alive. Yeah. So. As uh, of Tuesday night, he's yeah, alive. By the right. time next week rolls around, Hell, we don't know. When this drops our show, on. So, tomorrow... When this drops on Saturday, it might not be the case. Right. But now this streak has been going on for a while now. Oh, since at least halfway through the football season. I I think um what I guess Mike Leach was the first the first one, right? The the Dear Santa show. Gosh, don't get me started. I, I, I am just now 
starting to get my emotions back together <laughs> over the pirate leaving us. Yeah. And here you are just going to bring it up. Well, again. you know, this is one of those things. So anyways, Tom Brady, do you believe him this time? I think I think the emotion of the video says that he's gone for good this time, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's not coming back. And he said he is going to start his Fox career in 2024. Right. So people thought that, Matt, okay, he's going to play 2023. I think he's just legit going to enjoy a year off yeah. for the first time in 24 years. Right. And, and then you made a good point yesterday, too, when we were talking about that. I normally th do. That, uh, Neil, is that you? Wow. <laughs> right. Uh, Greg Olson has done a really good job on on the Fox games. Now they got to figure out what they're going to do with him. So the plan all along was they gave Brady a crazy absurd of money. Yes. The plan all along was him and the dude that's with Greg Olson. Yeah. Was going to be on the game of the week, and then they didn't factor in the chance Greg Olson actually being good at his job. Right. And it's kind of left him in a odd spot because you can't put him on pre-game because there's way too many talking heads on there already. Right. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest with you, I if I'm watching any kind of pre-game, it's generally on ESPN. I, I don't I don't really like the Fox guys. I watch NFL Network pre-game. Yeah. It's Fox guys, uh, uh, Terry Bradshaw. And that, yes. Jimmy Johnson. Listen. Howie. I've said this before on here. Terry Bradshaw and that. Uh, Terry Bradshaw needs to go away. <laughs> yeah. He's insane. The man's eat up with cancer. Oh, come on. Is he really? Supposedly. Yeah, that. Well, he, he it's, explained it's, that's it's why. Mess, it's, it, it, they need to say, Terry, thank you for your service, but it's time for you to go home and just enjoy your time because there's some things that he said, just actions that just like, don't yeah. stop. The CBS guys aren't too bad. No, they're not. And bad. I like the NBC guys before, but but you don't see those until Sunday night, you know. Right. And by the football season, Sunday night, we just watched the pregame show to get ready for Yellowstone. That's right. Because unless the Packers are playing, I'm not watching Sunday night football. Yeah. Yeah. I, I typically don't watch a lot of the Sunday night games either least, or the Monday night games. At least Sunday night football is better than Thursday night football. Good heavens. Poor Kirk Herbstreet and Al Michaels. My goodness. Those those games have just been atrocious. Yeah, there was only one or two games this year that was any good. Right. So, But anyways, so Tom Brady's retiring. Um, he, I mean, Robert Kraft has come out and said that he wants to sign him to a one-day contract. One contract, make sure he retires as a Patriot. He's absolutely going to do that. There's no way he's retiring as a Buccaneer. Uh I don't know. I don't. I don't think Tom Brady has any desire to just sign a one-day contract and go through the motions. It, 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 well, I mean, that's what they all do, though. He wanted to get out of there, though. There was a reason he left the Patriots. He could have one hundred percent stayed. He divorced the reason yeah, why he, he left exactly, and so and 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 showed and showed what he was. Bill, made Bill of. Belichick, <laughs> not Bill Belichick. Speaking of, Bill Belichick was on. Uh, I guess the Let's Go podcast. He was the first guest of Tom Brady's post retirement. He had Tom Brady emotional right out the right out of the gate, just talking about how he's one of the greatest players to ever play the game, one of the greatest minds to ever be in the NFL, and Tom Brady was a wreck right out the gate. I, 
You saying that makes me think that that might happen. But up until that point, I think he was just like, I'm just retired, period. I'm, I'm not retiring as a buck. I'm not retiring as a Patriot. Well, I but, mean, he'll go into the Hall of Fame as a Patriot. There's right. No doubt about but in that. order to do that, he has to, that don't, in order to do that, doesn't he have to go through this contract thing? Uh, he, that's not, He can pick. Oh, okay. When you go in the Hall of Fame, you can pick which yeah. team if you play for more than one. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I think it's, uh, I mean, I, I don't know that we ever see. No. Anyone do what he's done, at least postseason wise. Now, passing records and all that stuff, it can be done. Sure. But it's it's probably highly unlikely. The I mean, nobody nobody's going to play this long anymore. The only person that I could think of, mm-hmm. well, as long as Andy Reid is around, would be Patrick Mahomes currently. Yeah. yeah. Can he do it? Maybe. But I, I doubt it. He's only got one ring. You know, he would need to get another one. He has to get another one this coming Sunday to even be in the conversation. And he's still five short at that point. Yeah. Or at least four short with one team. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a tough feat. You're right. Passing yards, touchdowns, whatever. That, that can happen. But just the amount of winning yeah. that he we, did. We just don't was, see the guys play as long anymore because, I mean – I mean, look, Patrick Mahomes is what five five years into the league, and he's already making fifty million dollars a year. Right. So he's not going to play for twenty three years. He don't. He won't have to. He won't have to. Tom Brady don't have to. Uh, he, yeah. he genuinely loved the game that much. Yeah. That like he didn't know what to do if football was not his. Yeah. Job. Yeah. I think Joe Burrow might be the guy that can win because he's got that Tom Brady hit factor. Yeah. But he's got to get a Super Bowl soon if he wants to even come close to that. True. Well, I mean, you look at it. I mean, you know, Tom Brady won in his in his rookie year. You know, they won three out of four. You know, I mean, and was I can't remember if they were in that one that they they didn't go to four straight though. He won three out no. of four, but they wasn't in that one. No, because if I'm not mistaken, that's when he tore his ACL that year. I have been. I have been. Uh, I, was, I, I think was, that was fairly early. That, that, was, a long, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That's the but, I mean, only injury he's I mean, ever had. That was like two Hall of Fame careers ago right. for Tom Brady. <laughs> do, do you have that those stats I, I told you to save for, for the show? Of course I do, Sean. You all just ramble and talk. <laughs> Get them. So, um, I mean – he, I don't know if you saw my, I'm sure you saw oh, my TikTok. Look, that's why I wanted to go last, right? Look, if you haven't seen my TikTok, you got to go watch it. But tick, <laughs> I actually had somebody tell me last night they thought it was real tears. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't cry cartoon tears. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, but my mom, my mom was even like, you really had me going there. I, I thought you were legit crying, and then she said you pulled the wool out from underneath me. But I mean, he was that guy. And even when they lost to the Cowboys, me and you, Adam, both were sitting there at halftime, going, "This game ain't over with yet," because there were so many games that you've seen Tom Brady come out in the second half, and it be a completely different game until the final buzzer sounded and it, it was an L. I didn't believe it. 
I never in 23 years with Tom Brady because they were always in the game when Tom Brady was at quarterback. 28-3. I mean, the Falcons were beating the snot out of them. Had they beat. They were beat. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Falcons, the, fourth quarter. Yeah, the Falcons get scared and they start playing different. Prevent defense yeah. only prevents you from winning. Yeah. And, and, and they wound up losing that game. And it, it, it's just – it was like he was the he was the comparison to Michael Jordan, right? Because Michael Jordan was exactly the same way. It didn't matter. <laughs> the Bulls were always in the game if Michael Jordan was playing, and especially when you got into championship series time. I mean, I rooted against him every year. My favorite team was whoever was playing against the Bulls. And he broke my heart time after time after time after time. They both had the kill switch. Yeah. When you turn that thing on, you might as well turn. You might as well just go home. Yeah. Because they are going to win that game. And, you know, it, it's easier in basketball for Michael Jordan to do that than it is in football. Because Tom Brady's one of 80 players or 53 players on a, on a team, one of, you know, 50 or yeah, I mean, 25 that are playing consistently every week. But he, it's it's just like when he needed it, he had it, and it it. That's why I said I never counted him out of any game that he was playing in. Find it. What's the stats? So Tom Brady in his twenties threw for twenty one thousand five hundred and sixty four yards, a hundred and forty seven touchdowns, and three Super Bowl wins. That's good, but it's not as good as Tom Brady in his 30s. <laughs> 40,018 passing yards, 309 passing touchdowns, two Super Bowls. Here's the kicker. Tom Brady in his 40s. 40s. 40! I can't walk some days without feeling pain. This dude's in his 40s. 27,632 passing yards. 193 touchdowns, two more Super Bowl wins. And that's only five years. Right. Yeah, he's only 45. Right. And I'm not real sure how many years he had. And, you know, obviously the 30s is skewed a little bit because he had a full decade there because uh, he was probably 24, 25 when he came into the league, I'd say. Uh, because, I mean, he I mean he didn't come out of school early at, at uh, Michigan. Right. So – but it's just insane. It's like I think the comment someone made when you read that office, he had three Hall of Fame careers. He, I mean, he had a Hall of Fame career each decade. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, pick your decade. Right. And you're happy with that quarterback performance. Yeah. If it, that's the quarterback of your franchise. Yeah. If if you get three Super Bowls from a quarterback, heck of a career. Yeah. He would have stayed with, the, with Tampa Bay this year. He would have passed – uh, he, he would have been number one in all in passing. Well, he would have been. Uh, he would have broke a hundred thousand yards, right? Well, because he's he, in ninety something. He, he would have been number one on Tampa Bay's uh, quarterback list uh, yeah. for all time, and that's in four seasons, right? <laughs> yeah, I Tom just, Brady was twenty three in his rookie. Year. Okay, yeah, gotcha. I mean, it's just insane the kind of career that he had, and it's like. Uh, and there's no like I've been waiting for him to retire for like ten years. To me, there's no question. Like in basketball, there's a lot of people that say Jordan, LeBron, Jordan, LeBron. Some people put Kobe in that. To me, 
there's no question who is the number one player ever in the NFL, and that's Tom Brady. Right. No question. No question. I mean, he won seven Super Bowls, and he went to ten in a 23-year career. Ten Super Bowls. Yeah. That's silly. Yeah. Oh, uh, every other year I'll just go to a Super Bowl. Right. So he – Tampa Bay just went to the one, though, right? Yes. When they beat the Chiefs. Well, I mean, he's only been there three years. Yeah. They went year one. And was on the verge of going to a second one. But the Rams finally did trip him up. Yeah. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. I mean, I I mean, he needs to retire, right? He had he had a rough looking year this year. Even though it wasn't a horrible year, it was a rough year. The worst part about it is is the Cowboys fans are that that's what they have their that's what they put their hat on now is the fact that they were the last team to beat him. We sent Tom Brady to retirement. Good grief. Good night. I guarantee Jerry Jones has got some sort of plaque up in his office already. We retired Tom Brady. Well, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll hang it as a banner next year in the, in the opening they season. Need to do something. Like, the only they can big hang. banner reveal going, we retired Tom Brady. <laughs> we overpaid Dak Prescott. That should be the banner they raised well, up. Well, and they're talking about uh, extending him. But look, okay, so I don't know that there's much more we can say about Brady, but that's a, sure. good, a good thing that you said right there. Adios, Tom Brady. Glad you're gone. Uh, but I saw something this morning in the last, I forget how many, out of the last 56 quarterbacks that have been drafted in the, in the draft, only eight of them have hit, right? And one of those eight is you, you have to count it as, as Dak Prescott. He's not a failure. I mean, he did just win a, a playoff game. Um, playoffs. Listen, that's that's like glorified down there in Dallas. Well, you know, um, him and Tony Romo have the exact same playoff record right now. And Brock Purdy has no, 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 no. Tony Romo didn't win a playoff game. Mm-mm, I don't think that's I don't right. think he did. I know he I don't fumbled. Think he, did. he fumbled the kick. He I'm, was a holder. I'm pretty sure he won two playoff games. Oh but, no, I, I don't think he did because uh, Dak has won two, and the whole comparison was as they said Romo or Purdy had the same record as Romo and Dak, and I think it's because Dak has both of them. Uh, Tony Romo was two and four in the playoffs in his career. Was he really? I tried to tell you. I don't when remember. are you all going to listen? To I me? do not remember him ever having because me either. Because when Dak Prescott lost in the division round, that made him and Romo the same record, and neither one of them had oh, advanced right. to the conference Wait, Ro- championship. Ro- Romo, Romo did take them that one year. They had that really good record, and they went to Green Bay and lost in Green Bay. Back on right, they. I did. remember that. Des Bryant still didn't catch it. Yeah, I do remember that. Come on now. He didn't. <laughs> That's a, that was a terrible call. Is that the one where he, the ball hit the, the ground? The ball hit the ground, yes. And and he and it popped out? Yes, Sean. The yeah. ball hit the ground. Yeah. But To this day, they have to change that rule. But let's not forget the fact Aaron Rodgers drove Green Bay right back down the field. They would have been in field goal range to kick the game winner. So, but anyways, the the point that they were making was 
you have a better chance of just working with Dak and improving him than going out and drafting another quarterback and 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 it hitting because it's a very low percentage on on the hits here recently, you know, and well, especially where they hit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I don't know. Interesting. Um, did you see the news that the NCAA is? Wanting to expand to 90 teams in March Madness? So I saw they have this committee. And the committee, they basically, they don't, they're saying they're exploring the possibility. It's not so much a recommendation. It's just, hey, what do y'all think about 90? And most coaches are just blasting that idea. Right. Because 64 is perfect. Yes. We added, we, added 60, we added 68 yeah. a couple years ago, but 64 was perfect. So in order to do 90, you're, you're adding an extra 22 game or 22 teams. So that basically would be four play-ins on each side or in each section of the bracket, right? Is that I think that's kind of the way the math I had that worked out. Uh, to expand it to 90, yeah. you'd have four playing games in, in each, each region. In each region, yeah. And then you would – that's only 16. Right? Huh? That's 16, right? No. 1632. Four, four, four games in 32. each one. That's So 32. Huh. Wes is thinking. This could take a while. Anyways, it, it, it would have to be more playing games. That's the only right. way that it works. Uh, but then you would just debate – the ninety first team. Yes. Why why didn't this team get it? Yeah. You're never gonna end that debate. Right. Same with college football when we expand to twelve teams in a few years. Thirteen thirteen and fourteen are gonna be mad. Right. We're just gonna start debating thirteen and fourteen instead of five and six. Right. That's all that's gonna happen. Yeah. But it's T V. That's right. what that's what it is. It's good radio. You hit you hit the nail on the head. That's why they want ninety. They yeah. want more money from T V. Yeah. Because they know how much they make already yeah. uh, off the tournament, which is crazy yeah. how much they make. But, I mean. I really don't want to see this happen. happen. No. Did you know? Because, I mean. It the, just adds another day, which is fine. But, I mean, I mean it, it, just, it just clogs everything up. Some of the teams that are in there now don't belong. Correct. Did you know the NCAA men's tournament is the only tournament that makes the NCAA money that they put on? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. The women's tournament loses money. The wrestling tournament loses money. I'm surprised the women's tournament don't at least break even with 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 TV deals. They have done a lot better in recent years, but at the end of the day, it's still in the red. Not off ticket sales, and I don't think ticket sales make money uh, for for the men's. It's 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 all TV money. It's all media yeah. rights. I do like what the women do though with the first round games. Being home games, the, yeah, home sure. school. Why not? It used to be like that a long time ago. I mean. I mean, I say a long time. Doesn't ago. necessarily mean home court advantage either, because last year Oklahoma was the home uh, home team, and Notre Dame came in and beat them by sixty points, right. right? As a lower seed. The thing with the the problem with the college, the women's college basketball is there's only about six or seven teams that are even remotely possible going to get to the final four, right. and right now South Carolina they've become the new UConn. I think so. Who became who was the old. Tennessee. They tied their record with 29 straight wins. 
I for, forget how close they are to the SEC record. I saw the graphic the other day. It might have been Tennessee at 33, I want to say. Maybe not. But They are a long way away from that UConn record. Nobody's touching that UConn yeah. record. That was what, like two seasons, three seasons? That was 80-something games. Yeah. Nobody's touching that. I mean, because they beat the – they beat the UCLA men's record. Right. I 100% can't stand Don Staley. Man, she's a coach. I watch very little women's basketball on TV. At the end of the year, I'll still fill out a women's bracket, and I'll still have UConn in the championship. Yeah. <laughs> because I know Gino Oriema, he's going to get it done. UConn. Yeah. Notre South Dame. Carolina, Notre Dame. Stanford. Uh, used to be Baylor, but when they lost their coach, they, they – She went to LSU. Yeah, L- LSU. Also, all of a sudden, really good. Yeah. Kim, Kim Mulkey is – is she brings some fire with her. And watch out for Kara Lawson and the Duke women. I'm just telling Eventually, you. Eventually, you're right. They're good this year. They knocked off uh, Notre Dame the other day. They're good. Hmm. Interesting. I can't believe we just – Sit there and talk five minutes about women's college basketball. See, we we are a smorgasbord of everything when it comes to yes. topics. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. If you haven't seen Kara Lawson's handle hard better speech, it's top notch. Like I would play that on repeat every day in the gym. All right, she did play for Pat Summit, correct? Yes. Okay, so I mean, she gets it honest. Oh, absolutely. What's it called? Handle hard better. Huh. I have to check that out. Neil would say that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> and it is literally what she said. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, moving on. Um, that was another thought. Oh. You you mentioned something about TV money right there, right? So I didn't have this wrote down, but it, it popped in my mind. They're now saying that Oklahoma and Texas are probably not going to come to the SEC early, they're earlier than the 2025 because ESPN and Fox want to be made whole in the deal, right? And the... Big 12 wants to be made whole in the deal. So Oklahoma and Texas would have to pay money to leave early. And then the, and then the TV deals, they can't get that all worked out. Now, in the end game, it will probably get worked out. But as of right now, coming out of the Big 12 uh, meetings, they're not going anywhere because there's too much money that has to be accounted for and obviously, Oklahoma and Texas, they can't just throw that money out there going, well, we're just going to pay our way out. I mean, that's a lot of money. Texas probably could. With their own network, they probably could. But Oklahoma would be like, well, hold on. Like, we can't. That's, that'd be like paying Jimbo Fisher's contract off, just just snapping a finger. They can't. They can't, they can't uh, drop that kind of money. So, yeah. And, and so that's the that, – we, Neil always talks about it being gross, right? It's gross. And the fact that, yeah. that, the, that the TV stations 
have such a stranglehold yep. on the sport itself yep. that, I mean, look, the losers here is going to be uh, Texas and Oklahoma and the SEC because that expansion to the playoffs is going to drop in 2024. And those teams are, are you know, you would obviously have a better chance if they come into the SEC than they will in the Big 12. Now, obviously, the Big 12 winner is going to get in. True. But you feel like – like I have, I think there's a distinct possibility that you, that once we expand to 12, you're going to see four SEC teams in there. It, it's very easily – could happen. So you'll see, you'll see at least two out of the SEC. You'll see at least two out of the Big 10. I think you'll see at least two come out of the Big 12. And you'll see at least one from the Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever they want to call it. And you'll probably see one to two out of the ACC. So that would leave, you know, one for the another one for the Pac-10 or another uh, no, yeah, another one for the Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever you call it, and then two just off the walls, two to three off the walls. Yeah. So, yeah. The American will probably get somebody. Yeah. Well, part of expanding to 12 is the group of five has a seat at the table. Right. Like, you're taking your five conference champs, automatic power five conferences. Right. They get the then you're having the highest ranked group of five champ that's automatically in. And then you're just that large the rest of the way. Right. Now, the group of five is like the AAC, though, right? The AAC, or the American. Yeah. Sunbelt. Yeah. Like, so, like, two, Mac, two lane would have been that right, team this yeah. year, right? Right. Don't knock out the Ohio Bobcats. Maction is not. Maction. They could. No, I don't care if they go 12 and 0. Toledo ain't getting in. Toledo, no. But the Ohio Bobcats? Just any anybody from Maction, if they go undefeated, it's just not going to happen. Although, the, the one caveat to that is who they play. At the beginning of the season, because the majority of those teams do play a Power Five school at the beginning of their in their schedule, so that would be if they went undefeated, maybe one loss, no way. Well, no, but but I still don't see that because you still got you've still got uh, I don't want to say the whack that not that. Is that what Wyoming and, and uh, Fresno State and all is that are they in the whack? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I mean you still could see one of that, you know, one of those getting in. You could see, like you said, Tulane that plays in what are they playing? They're in the uh American. The are American. they in the American? Are they in American? Yes. Gotcha. They, so, they were really good this year. I mean that game were. that game against USC was insane. It definitely was. Yeah. All it is is it it shows you though that that kind of team they just need a chance now is a two lane rolling into the the twelve team tournament and winning the national championship highly unlikely but they can win a game but they can win a game and that game is huge for them right or you know you had like TCU TCU gets out a run and wins two or three games and gets to the championship game again that's huge for your university. That, that's really what it's all about. It's and for the national, conference. yeah, it's national exposure. 
because yeah. the conference gets money. Money, money, money. Money, money drives everybody. That's, I believe we had a show topic like that, right? So, speaking of money, giant money. Here comes the money. <laughs> this is Super Bowl preview show. You mean Super Bowl's this Sunday? It is this what? Sunday. What? Yes. Wow. We have the Chiefs and the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. You know what? Give yourself a round of applause out there behind the wheel or wherever you're listening. We made it through the end of football season. Yep. Also, give yourself a moment of silence because we're at the end of football season. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Hey, football never stops. Yeah, because baseball's around the corner now. Really? An old man like yourself does not enjoy baseball? (laughs) I don't read a lot of books. I probably would rather read a book. Really? I I mean, mean, I can sit down and watch a baseball game. Have you been to a pro baseball game? I'll turn it on. Oh, yeah. I'll turn it just to eat the concession stand. (laughs) Get the helmet, helmet, get the large, get the full Peanuts! size. Yeah, get the full size. Yeah, I want I want him to throw it from three hours over so I can show him I can catch it too. Maybe And see Cleveland. if he can throw it to me. Maybe in Cleveland. But see yeah, I want to get the full size helmet nacho so I can eat it all and then have a full size helmet. <laughs> what about the ice cream out of the house? Uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Listen. If there's anything that ever that's going to give me the bubble gut, that would be that would be it right there. I'd be like, oh, I'm lactose intolerant after that, 100%. I mean, the seventh inning stretch is going to take on a whole new meaning. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Sorry, Neil, you're not here to talk about poop again. So I saw some – so obviously being in Kentucky, we don't have the option of betting. Right, it's which is the dumbest the thing. Dumbest. I can bet on horses that I know nothing about. Yeah, I can drive an hour to the West Virginia border and place a bet on the West Virginia border side. Yeah, I can drive an hour to Ohio. Yeah, and place a bet Indiana. in Ohio, Indiana, Indiana. Yeah, Kentucky. What are we doing? What are we doing? I'm a- completely and utter. And what I don't understand is, it's like we can. You have DraftKings, right? I've got DraftKings. I've tried to place. You can't, play, you can't place a bet on a game on there, but you can place a bet on. You can a, do daily you do fantasy. You do, yes, you can do daily. And, and then and then uh, prize picks. Right. Exactly. I don't know if the prize picks will have the Super Bowl prop props on it or not, um, but like <clears throat> one of the interesting things I saw that like. I think it's like the last eight or nine Super Bowls, the loser of the coin toss has lost the Super Bowl. I saw something about the last seven, I think, seven of seven of the last eight teams that's wore white jerseys has won has won the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs are in the white. Chiefs are in the white. Yeah, and the and the Eagles are the home team. They got to pick what color they want to do. They chose their home their home greens. So if you're listening I'm putting my money on the Chiefs. And if you're in a state that allows this kind of betting. Message us. I'll give you my Venmo so you can put 100 bucks on the Chiefs. Let us know how close you are. <laughs> we'll drive to the state line and we'll place a bet. I don't know how many people that I know in Louisville drive 
15 minutes across the bridge, and there's numerous cars sitting across the bridge. Because as soon as you cross over, your phone recognizes it, and it'll let you place a bet, and then just drive right back over. So I have family and friends. I won't name their names for legality reasons. <laughs> but they have it down to a science back where I'm from in West Virginia. So they're on the Kentucky side of the border. They're in Louisa, Kentucky. Okay. They will drive to the Dollar General, yep. which is still in Louisa, but it's right there on the line, and it'll let them place a bet as if they're a West Virginia resident. <laughs> so they will drive to the Dollar General parking lot, place a bet, and then turn around and leave. And it'll pay them out? Absolutely. That's See, that's how stupid it is, right? Yeah. Just the simple fact that your phone recognizes where you're at. Right. Like recently, I thought, well, we have DraftKings, so I, you know, I'm just going to sign up. So I sign up, get all the way to the point that where you can put money in. Of course, I already had money in DraftKings, so it all ties together. Anyways, I get to the point I'm making bets, and I hit send, and it goes boop. This is not a final point in your state. I'm yep. like, really? You couldn't tell me that 20 minutes ago before I started this whole process? I mean, you can bet here, but you got to have one of those Bovada accounts or something like that that's ran out of, you know, Jamaica. And, you know, they'll allow you to place bets and get your money back. I mean, it takes you a while to get your money or, back, and who knows where that check is going to come from. if you know a bookie. <laughs> or that. But, but... It's probably a good thing I can't bet. It's I'm not very good at it. It's ridiculous that we can't. we're losing so much money as a state. Yeah. That's what drives me insane. It's not that I would place a lot of bets, but it's just the fact that I know there's a lot of people that will, Yeah, and we're losing that revenue. Yeah. You, know, you know what aggravates me the most about it is our lawmakers will come out and say, well, for religion purposes, we, we just don't feel right. But daggone, come the Churchill Downs. There they are placing bets on the ponies. Or even or even at that, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna allow you to put a system in your store in the middle of this town. And it's all about skill. You gotta have skill to be able to win that money. It's a skill game. No, you don't. It is a 100% without a one-arm bandit thing on it and just buttons on it. It's 100% a uh, slot machine. Yeah, I almost said jukebox, but it's a <laughs> slot machine. Jukebox was the wrong answer. Jukebox. You put your dime in the jukebox to listen to so you can play the slot machine. It's 100% a slot machine. And that's my rant for the day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not real sure where. It, Back I to Super Bowl it. Sunday. <laughs> so, I had originally thought that I, I might try to come up with some some prop bet, you know, things for us to do, but then I was like, eh, it just make me want to bet, and we can't really do it. So, right. I mean, we could in Ohio. Yeah. Pete Rose can now. He bet right. on the Reds to win the World Series. Right. Um, so, so those are two or the more popular ones is the bet home team, road team, the coin toss, and then the national anthem. Yeah. Which right now – the What was it, it, like the duration? Yes. How long ago? Yeah, so Chris Stapleton uh, is the singer. Oh, that's going long. Yeah. 
And right now, the over-under is two minutes and three seconds. Oh, no. He's crushing it. Yeah. Right. He holds those notes way too long. He'll be 230. Yeah. Ah. 245. He's he's a good old Kentucky boy. He's going to draw that out as long as he can. So, um, I saw a guy that was on a TikTok. That's what made me think about it. He's literally studied this stuff down, and he goes, like, the average – Country artists almost always go over. The only one that's never went over was Luke Bryan. Not Luke Bryan. Uh, oh, shoot. I can't think of his name now. Uh, but he was under. But the average song length for Chris Stapleton is almost four minutes. Yeah. Right. So, because he holds those notes so right. long. And he sings so slow. When he hits that. And the home of the bur- that home is going to hit three different levels. <laughs> right. It's going to be <laughs> and there you have it, people. That was the preview of the. Uh- so if you're listening to the show and you plan on betting tomorrow for the Super Bowl, we're taking the Chiefs because they're in white. We're taking the uh, uh, like I don't know. I, I always I'm a heads guy. I always call heads. Tails never fails. And then um, I'm taking the over on the, the national anthem. And then another one they like to do is the Gatorade. Like what, what color Gatorade, what color Gatorade is yeah. getting dumped on the coach. Right. Which it, most of the time it matches the color of the uniform. Have you heard that story from Jared Lorenzen before? No. So when he was when with the Giants. When has he ever had Gatorade dumped on him? When, when he was with the Giants, they were in the Super Bowl. Uh, when Eli, you know, when they won it with Eli. And he said, he said that he looked at the color of the Gatorade and texted a group of his buddies and said, just saying, the Gatorade is this color at the game. And they all bet. And they all won that bet because, because of the color, because they won the, the Super Bowl that Shout time. out Jared Lorenz. <laughs> God bless like, his soul. Like, that's a dog right there. Yeah, that's right. That's hey, calling it pulling you a solid right there. Like, hey, what do you know? The the, the, the Gatorade is blue tonight. I, I, man, I, I really like that blue Gatorade. Did you, do you all like that blue Gatorade? Like, that's like a Pat McAfee story. Yeah. Like, he's, he's coming up and he's bringing his boys with him. Yeah. You got to love Jared Lorenzo for that. That's pretty good. That definitely. Um, so, the uh, I told I told Neil the other day, I was like, I really think it would be cool if we if we did a uh, maybe when the football season rolls around, we 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 air quote have a hundred dollars to play with or something like that. And We're not going to bet Kentucky legislators. This is fake money. And and just uh, and just like each week, pick two games or something like that that we go on. You know that, that we would bet on. So maybe that should be that should be our college football next year. We have a hundred dollars, fab, or, or, or you know, our our and, and we'll maybe go. we should whoever ends the season with the most money is yeah. the winner. And we'll call the segment "Bet the House." Genius! My goodness! Yeah. The, the amount of smartness. Is we have a lot of we have a lot of time to be ready for next 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 football season. I definitely do not think that we need to pick the same games every because. Literally, there was one point difference in all four of us at the end of that. You know? Yeah. 
I mean, Neil had 67 points, and we all had 66 points. And it was don't call it a comeback from Neil because he was down by 12 well, points. And you were down big uh, early on, and then like, he was well, down well, big. And, and then you all, without me being here, let him pick the daggone Cowboys, who we said you couldn't pick NFL teams as underdogs. Well, it didn't matter. He didn't win anyway. But he could have. But he didn't. For those five points, he could have. <laughs> but he didn't. We're moving along pretty fast tonight, but we do have a we do have a Rushmore coming, so it'll take a little while to do that. Oh yeah! So let's move on to our next two teams on the uh, on the clock. So right now, this week we're going to be talking about the Raiders and the Falcons. So are so, we going to do it like last week? You're going to give Wes a team with me a team, or are we all just going to well? So I t- I, I'll tell you what I did. I have been writing down on the notes whoever picks who. So I, I, so last week whenever we did that, I just wrote down who you picked and who uh, I picked and who Neil picked. I like that. I, yeah. I missed, I've missed two, two of these, but I did listen to last week, which I, which I missed. Yeah. And I 100% agree. And actually, it, actually, I think that's where Neil got the idea what, from. Are you saying Neil stole an idea from you? I, yes. No. We already talked about it, Absolutely and I brought not. it up. Couldn't believe that. Nope. Bijan Robinson very much could go to Detroit. I don't think I probably, in my eyes, would would pencil that in currently in, in, in on my list because they're not sold on DeAndre Swift. He came back from an injury. He he was healthy, and they still didn't play him. Um, he, he played a lot down the stretch. He did not play the way he was playing. He did not play the way he was playing in the beginning of the season when he was healthy. He played a lot, but he wasn't – he just didn't have the production. I understand that they had Jamal uh, Williams taking the ball inside the 10. Yeah. And, you know, he scored 17 touchdowns. I don't think they're sold on DeAndre Swift for some reason. And this could, this could just – Re-up their quarterback, uh, their running back status. I, it's just not a hole that they have, though. So, I, but anyways, when's the last time you saw a running back go in the first round of the NFL draft? Barkley. Yeah, he's he's yeah, the last one. I think it's the last one. You're right. Because NFL teams do not value first round running backs. They treat the second round as first round I mean, running backs. To me, it I makes more it. sense. To take the wide receiver that that Adam was talking about, no than it does Bijan Robinson. They've got two guys. Uh, they they that do are very young, but you and, have to take into consideration they can get hurt, right? They can, but I, I mean I just, also, they've also got some. You know, yeah. you can fill you can fill those holes yeah. with with veteran guys. The, the biggest holes they have right now is they need help at, at on defense, and they need help on their offensive line. That's where their two holes are. But I'm still not sold on the fact that they don't take a quarterback there to sit behind golf. The only offensive line, I understand that on my uh, that would be third down the list. I think Michael Mayer makes sense makes sense there also. Uh, He does. Yeah, he does. So, but anyways, Raiders are on the clock. So, who are you thinking, Adam? I am taking an offensive lineman, Paris Johnson, Ohio State. Wow. Okay. Because whoever you're getting to play quarterback, they're going to need some protection. 
What about you, Wes? For the Raiders, uh, I, it makes sense for that. Um, I could see them trading for a quarterback, but I think that they probably need Look, they need to fill the hole for Henry Drugs. They they had a good wide receiver, young wide receiver, and he's you know he messed up. And so I would probably go the TCU kid. Yeah, I would probably go the TCU kid for the Raiders because they that's a hole that's going to be empty. I mean, Devontae's going to have another three, four, five seasons. He could easily. And, and be very productive for you, at least three. You need somebody but, on the outside. But Matt Collins What's is his not. First name? Quinn. Uh, Matt Collins is is good, but you know he's getting older. He he, he was just kind of out of nowhere. Um, you know, Henry uh, 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 Renfro is. He's a slot guy. Is a slot guy. You, you've got to have another wide receiver star down there. I'm close now. You all know, especially if you've been listening for a while. I've been high on Quinn Johnson. I'm really close to putting Jordan Addison over him from USC. He's 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 pretty solid. That might happen after the after the combine. The underwear Olympics is that what you call it, Sean? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, all right. So at this point, Bryce Young is off the board. Will Levis is off the board, and I have C.J. Stroud off the board. Okay, because I had him going to Seattle. You all still have Stroud on the board, but I think that the I think the Raiders are going to miss out on uh, Rodgers. I, I really do believe Rodgers is if he's going anywhere, he's going to the Jets. I'm glad you brought up Aaron Rodgers. Do you watch the Pat McAfee show? I, I just get bits and pieces of it. So, like you told them, we record on Tuesdays. So Rodgers was on there today. He said. First, he was showing off his nice Pebble Beach Pro-Am trophy that he won. Right. And then he said he's going to go into isolation. Yeah. Do you know what he meant by isolation? He's going into a small house with no lights, and he's going to sit there for four days in complete silence. And he said after those four days, he'll have his decision. He's weird. <laughs> he's an odd he individual. Is, he has lost his well, mind in the last three years. Whether he goes to the Raiders or not, I've got Anthony Richardson going to the Raiders. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hmm, that'd be amazing. Yeah. So that's who I think is going there. Uh, the top ten, I don't think I want to watch any of the rest of the NFL uh Draft. I mean, I will because it's. I think it's good. Once but Will the, Levis goes, you're going the, to bed. But the top ten <laughs> is going to be a absolute nice. I'm telling you, we need to be here on the air that night. There's going to be so many trades in that top ten that's going to go down, and and for those four quarterbacks. I just don't think Anthony Richardson belongs in the same. Mm. Discussion. I tend to agree with you. As the other thing. And I think I there's really, going to be somebody that's going to steal Hendon Hooker. And I'm sure we'll talk about him later. But uh, there's somebody's going to steal Hendon Hooker because they're just like, oh, he's got a torn ACL. And? So? Well, if you listen to when we done the Seahawks, I told Sean and Neil 
I did not take a quarterback for the Seahawks because I think round three or round four, Seahawks get in the poker. I think he's going earlier than that. NFL but that doesn't team. mean that they won't trade up to get him. NFL teams are scared of that ACL. So who's next after that? We got the Falcons. That's the Falcons. Falcons. Yep. Shanzi, you want to go first? That's what I was looking to see, kind of what, you know, they need. Defense. They yeah. need a lot they need, of help, they need for defense. sure. Yeah. Um, I think I think the Witherspoon kid from Illinois, the cornerback, would be a good a good fit for them. Because, I mean, that was – I mean, their defense played solid this year, but their one of their biggest downfalls was that that was that deep ball, and and I mean in that division, yeah. you got DJ Moore, yeah. Mike Evans, Chris yeah. Godwin, Chris yeah, but Olave, nobody, but nobody. I mean, throw it to nobody's going to throw it to them. But you got those weapons. I could I could see them also taking Addison and putting him opposite of uh, Pitts and and, and uh, Drake, Drake London. London. Gosh, my but. Can I mean, you imagine that young talent right. with nobody to Desmond throw the Ritter ball? would be like, thank you. Yeah. He would be yeah. if he could throw the ball to him. Yeah. And, and I mean, this this is another potential landing spot for Anthony Richardson if No, nah, I think you know, Ritter's the guy. But yeah. they're, you know, they're more settled. Hold on. They're gonna they're gonna give Ritter some time. Yeah. But, I think he's the guy. But I, I think you're gonna see wide receiver here or you're gonna see defense here. For for sure, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put down Witherspoon there at the cornerback. So I'd go with Murphy from Clemson. I am going to agree with Wes. Best a bad secondary's best friend is a good pass rush. Yeah, Seventeen and a half sacks. Who last is it? Year. Miles Murphy. I don't even see him projected in the top ten. Oh, uh-huh. he should be. Whoops. Six five two seventy five. When he gets to the underwear Olympics. He's going to put up some numbers because yeah. dude's a freak athlete. Freak. Wow. I I don't see him anywhere on this list. That's that's really funny. And he just turned 21. Oh, so he yeah. is really young. Yeah. Okay. So you guys both got Miles Murphy there. Yep. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see how accurate we are because I know the, the, show we, the show before the draft, we're going to do an official – you know, we'll we'll do a, a like maybe our top ten projections or something oh, like that. I'm, I'm treating this yeah. like it's official. Yeah, and we're going to meet Todd McShay and Mel Cop. I, I I think we have a. I mean, look, it's a it's a dang guessing game, anyways, right? There is nothing saying that our list will not be as close to accurate as those two goofballs. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, I am the best Kuiper when it comes to predictions. That is for <laughs> sure. <laughs> My hair doesn't look like his does, but I. But I can predict just he's, like him. He's Listen, got a better hairline. He's got sure. all the hair. You got none of the hair. Right. But it doesn't mean that <laughs> <laughs> it's all the hair versus none of the hair. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. So next week, we got Carolina. Yep. And the Eagles. And the Eagles. The team wow. playing in the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. So that obviously has to be a, a, a traded pick from somewhere. From the Saints. Okay. By the way. For who? Breaking news, the Saints got permission to speak to Derek Carr today. I, I thought he had, had permission to to speak to who? To, I think they have to go to the Raiders, and the Raiders have to uh, say yes. Now, he has he the, has the no-trade clause. Bingo. But the Raiders, have, uh, the Raiders have to say, okay, yes, that's fine. You can 
That would be interesting. So, I mean, maybe C.J. Stroud, if you're listening, next week, Carolina might be your spot. A lot of people seem to One of those four quarterbacks this, is going to Carolina. This list that I was looking at had a lot of trades in the top ten, which Carolina is not going to be picking at nine. You don't think? They'll move up. Yeah. Because they'll get scared. Man, I it's just like a fantasy I, draft. I cannot wait. This is this this offseason is going to be crazy. So this mock draft I'm looking at right now has C.J. Stroud going number one to the Colts, which is new. Every mock draft I've seen has had Will Levis to the Colts as basically a sure deal. Yeah. So this one has C.J. Stroud going. And you know why they're doing that, though? Why it's always Will Levis? It's because they went and watched him play like a hundred times right. this year. More than anybody. They were at every game that right. he played. So obviously they're in love with him. I'm, the the longer this goes, the less I feel confident about Will Levis. If he doesn't land in the exact perfect spot, they're going to be in trouble with him. So number two. It has Bryce Young going to the Houston Texans. Okay. Number three, and I wish Wes would have been here five seconds longer, has a trade between the Arizona Cardinals and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it has Tampa Bay selected Will Levis. Wow. Now, that would be – I don't know if it would be a good fit, but it's definitely got the weapons. But, I mean, Tampa Bay is going to have to pay a pretty penny to do that. So, this mock actually gives the trade details. Said the Bucks would get the number three pick. Cardinals get number 19, the number 51 in 2023, the 2024 first round and fourth round picks. Is that enough? Oh, yeah. You think? Yeah. Four draft picks for one. So, yeah. so what do they have the Bears giving up or getting to get, to fall back to four? The Bears getting the number four, the number thirty six in this year. So that's a second round pick. The number eighty in this year, which that's is a good. third round. Okay. And a twenty four second round. I mean, look, if your end goal is to get Will Evans or Jalen Carter, which I'm not sorry, not Will Evans, Will Anderson. Or Jalen Carter, that's a no-brainer trade, right? And that has the Bears at four taking Will Anderson. Yeah, that I mean, literally, if the if the Bears' plan is to take a defensive guy, there is literally no reason not to trade back a couple of spots because there's just no way that Jalen Carter and Will Anderson both are going to go to, I mean, the Colts have to have a quarterback. The Texans have to have a quarterback. The Cardinals don't have to have a quarterback. So it makes a lot of sense for them to trade back as well. But even if they don't trade, they're going to take a defensive guy. I mean, it makes a lot of sense for the Bears to be able to do that. You know what the Cardinals need? A head coach. Because nobody wants to deal with their quarterback. Right. And, and boy, what does that say about you as a franchise quarterback that nobody wants to come in? 
Now, look, they need, they're going to have to have somebody like a Sean Payton. Did you see Sean Payton that come in and, and, and told Russ that he couldn't have his quarterback coach in the facilities? I did not see yeah. that. Apparently, uh, apparently, Russ has his own quarterback coach. Which Tom Brady does too. Right. Well, he had his own office and everything in the facilities, and Peyton shut that down right off the bat. And he was no, so that won't be happening. Nice. Yeah. So. So does his old teammates still have to go through his manager to get his cell phone number, or can they call him direct? I don't know. I hadn't heard that one. Yes. Richard Sherman said he didn't even have his phone number. He's a little bit of a diva. I think that Sean Payton will 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 help fix that though. I, I'm. Sean Payton was the perfect coach for Russ Wilson. I don't think there's anybody else that could could take him on because Sean Payton understands it. I mean, he he's no doubtly was the best coach available, and he's a hundred percent to me the right coach for for that job. Absolutely. So it doesn't really bother me that I have Russell now as a you know I I just have these visions in my head that. You know, old uh, Drew Brees would throw for 5,000 yards and 45 touchdowns, and I'm like, please, but please give me that. Drew Brees has a better cannon than Russ Wilson does. But but Russ can throw it. I mean, he absolutely can throw it. And he's got good wide receivers. The offensive line was a major issue for them this year. Getting Javante Williams back will be a big deal as well, too. Javante Williams in that Alvin Kamara role. Yeah. That's going to be special. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, man, we're flying through this show tonight. It must be Neil. He's not here to fill up the air. <laughs> I mean, he always brings good, insightful discussion to the group. That's true. That's true. And then, you know, Wes had to leave, leave early. So, it's just me and Adam finishing the show off. Wes had to take the two-minute drive to the high school. Had to leave 30 minutes early. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, did you have a dog of the week? You know, when you think dog of the week, one person really comes to mind, and it's, Somebody who we've already talked about on this show. Somebody who is retiring with two more Super Bowl wins than most franchises. It's Tom Brady. Yeah, it has to be, right? Yeah, he's got seven Super Bowls. Yeah. You don't get more dog than that. Now, we have to send him out. Send him out on the on the right note. And, Send him and, out with the Baja, man. And give him that dog of the week. From corner to corner to you, Tom Brady, here's the Baja, man. Who let the dogs out? All right, so the last thing that uh, that I have, Unless you want, is there something else that you want to talk about? Well, I really wish Wes could have stayed so we could rope a daggone dice that we got again. Yeah, I know. He's got the list, right? He's got the list. This would be a perfect night for a random topic. It really would. Yeah, he, he's going to have to get us the list and we'll have to laminate it. And that way we'll have it. 
So, uh, but anyways, I I think being that we're going into the Super Bowl week, we should do a Mount Rushmore, a good old fashioned four through one Mount Rushmore of our favorite Super Bowls. And these are our favorites. Yeah. They don't have to necessarily be the best games. They're just our favorites. However you want to do it. And Wes isn't here, so we start at four instead of one. Correct. So who you got first? My number four, I'm not even going to look up like what Super Bowl number or anything like that. My number four, Patriots, Rams, Tom Brady wins his first Super Bowl over Kurt Warner. Um, Adam that would have been uh, Super Bowl thirty-five. Adam Vinatieri, right through the uprights. Yeah, that was the one year that I rooted for the Patriots. After that, I didn't root for them no more. <laughs> <laughs> what two feel-good stories though in that Super Bowl? You got Kurt Warner, who was a bad boy. Yeah, leads the greatest show on turf. Yeah, and then you got Tom Brady, who takes over for Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. No, you're you're right. You're right. I'm going a year earlier, the greatest show on turf against the Titans. Excellent game. That game, I mean, obviously the two best teams in the league that year. That's your number four? That's my number four. Wow. And you have the Titans start coming back, and that's the game where he hits the slant pass, and uh, Andre, uh, uh, I can't remember. Kevin Dyson. Kevin Dyson, yes. Comes up just one yard short from getting into the end zone. And the Rams get their uh, first Super Bowl. Kurt Warner goes from bag boy to Super Bowl MVP. The crazy part about it is, as good as that team was, it was a two-year thing, and it was all over. Yeah. And, I mean, it wasn't Kurt Warner. They moved off of Kurt Warner and went to Trent Green. Kurt Warner goes on a few years later and gets Arizona Cardinals to the Super Bowl uh, with, um, oh, shoot, um, the guy that was just the coach for the, the Bucks last uh, What's his name? The one that just – Bruce Arians. Yeah, Bruce Arians. You know, takes Arizona there. And another great classic game almost made my list. That – that game was Santonio Holmes' catch in the corner of the end yeah. Unreal. Yeah, yeah. I, it was it was my 4A. It was right there it, on the cusp. It was close to that. Yeah, but uh, but yes, that that's my number four, the Rams over the Titans, Super Bowl 34. My number three. And this is why I said not necessarily the best game, just our favorites. I'm a Packers fan. There's nothing more that gives me joy than watching Brett Favre run around the field <laughs> with his helmet in the air looking for somebody to hug. Yeah. Packers over Patriots to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, and that that was that was a good game as well, you know. And and Bill that was prior to uh Tom Brady and Bill Belichick being there. Right, that was Bill Parcells and Drew Bledsoe. Yep. Yep. Good game. Who who Drew Bledsoe would go on to lose that spot to a young Tom Brady. So, that's solid. Solid pick. My number three just happened a couple of years ago. Super Bowl 54. 
the Chiefs come back over the 49ers. 49ers dominated that entire football game until Patrick Mahomes said, no, no, and with 10 minutes to go in that game, they're down three scores, and they come back and they win that game. And this is the second occasion at this point that Shanahan had screwed the pooch and lost in the Super Bowl. Now, he was the OC for Atlanta, but he was the one calling a lot of those plays and then turns around and, and does that again. And, and Kyle Shanahan could wind up being one of those guys that goes down as one of the greatest coaches to, to never win that big game. But that's my number three, the Chiefs over the 49ers, Super Bowl 54. Did, did you say Steve Wilkes is the 49ers defense coordinator now? No, I did not. Just broke earlier today. I'm just now saying That's a good hire for them. Good hire for the 49ers. Back to our Mount Rushmore. Yeah. My number two. Gosh, this is tough because I'm down to two and one, and I've got three in my head. <laughs> so now it's just who do you want to eliminate? Number two, I'll go with Seahawks, Patriots. All Pete Carroll had to do was give it to a guy they call Beast Mode. Yeah. But, like the Broncos, he wanted to let Russ cook. And then Malcolm Butler got Tom Brady another Super Bowl ring. One of the craziest interceptions ever. Read that play perfect. Yeah. Broke on it. Good read. Terrible decision. And, I, and I mean, the Seahawks were this were that close. They were at to the win one. a back-to-back Super Bowl. Yes, at the one-yard line. Yeah, you don't think beast mode can get one yard? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you you know, but you talk about Russ Wilson. He made an incredible pass on that drive to get them into that position where I don't even remember the kid that caught the ball, uh, but. Like in insane catch inside the fifteen yard line or something like that. It was a long pass. I do remember. Who but but about. I mean, he's like on the sideline, drags his feet. I mean, like a San Antonio Holmes type catch. It was insane. And then you, at this point, you're looking at it. You're going, Seahawks are going to win this game. And when they had that last play, I don't think anybody in the stadium expected them to throw that ball. And I think that's what Pete Carroll was thinking. Everybody's expecting the run. We're going to throw it. If you listen, there's a video on YouTube if you all want to go look it up. It's Marshawn Lynch talking about that last play. And his side of the story is Russ Wilson audible. I've heard that. It, it was supposed to be a run to beast mode and Russ audible. Because he wanted to be the Super Bowl MVP. Is the rumor. Yep. That he wanted to be the MVP, which is the wrong time to be selfish. Right. Right. That, I mean, that's 100% being selfish is what that is. Solid number two. And I, I, I've went back and forth on this pretty much ever since I made this list. But I think, uh, I think my number two has to be Super Bowl 23 the San Francisco 49ers over the Bengals. And I know that's going to hurt for you Bengals fans, but that was Joe Montana being Joe Montana. They're down, and he 
goes on an 80-plus yard drive, meticulates the ball down the field, passing, running, hits John, uh, I think it was John Taylor, I think was his name. I know Taylor was his last name on a slant inside that end zone, and they score with hardly any time left to go on the clock. That was Icky Woods. You know, that was the Cincinnati Bengals, like, one shining moment before recently. But, I mean, that was, I think that was Super Bowl number four for uh, Joe Montana. And, and we don't see anybody come around in the playoffs like him until Tom Brady shows up. What year was that, 89? 89, I believe, yes. So Super Bowl was January of 89. I was two months old. <laughs> so, I mean, I've just seen highlights. Y'all wonder why me and Neil make fun of Sean and Wes's age. I was two months old, and this man's talking about the Super Bowl play by play. <laughs> hey, look, I was, uh, I, I, I was kind of a fan of the 49ers at that point, you know. So, so you've always just been a bandwagon. A hundred percent. You don't just learn that. <laughs> you you don't just get tired of your team losing and yeah. then just jump on. I mean, I'll be honest with you. The first Super Bowl or first football game I ever watched was Super Bowl '85 when the Bears won. Right, it was the first one I ever watched. That was when you had the Bud Bowl. You know, I was always just as excited over the Bud Bowl than I, as I was anything else. Uh, which, by the way, if you've not seen any of the Bud Bowl commercials, you need to go look them up on YouTube because they were fantastic back back then. Uh, Refrigerator Perry, obviously, the the Bears win that. So that was this? that was the first football game I ever watched. So it was kind of a natural connection there. When I really, really become a solid Bears fan was when Brian Urlacher, you know, started playing for the Bears. I don't know why. I just always kind of liked Brian Urlacher, that was when I really, really became a hot and heavy, you know, Bears fan. And I never really had a favorite team before that. I mean, obviously you root for the 49ers because you're seeing them in the Super Bowl every freaking year. Um, And that stretch right through there, I mean, you had John Elway was so close a couple of times. I I almost put um, the Redskins over the – uh, Broncos on my list when uh, Doug Williams was the quarterback because the Broncos were so heavily favored in that game. And Doug Williams went in and smacked them in the mouth and they scored five touchdowns in the first half and the game was over with before halftime. They, 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 the Broncos had no answer for the Redskins. That game was over before it ever even started. Once again, before I was born. <laughs> it was. It was. So, but. But see, that's what makes this show good, right? Is right. the fact that we have the ability to go back three centuries ago. Like you, you can talk about the first Super Bowl probably between the Packers <laughs> and Chiefs. You, Wes was probably in attendance. <laughs> Not quite that far back. Wes probably delivered bread to the stadium that day. <laughs> oh shoot! But anyway, so my number two is the Forty ers over the Bengals in Super Bowl twenty three. My number one. Is your number four, Kevin Dyson, coming up just a hair short? Like, I don't know how you top that Super Bowl. The only way you top that Super Bowl is if, like, it comes down to instant replay and it's like a quarter of an inch short. 
that game had everything. You had the greatest show on turf. You had the Javon Curse freak on the Tennessee oh, defensive man, he side. Was so good. It lived up to the hype. Yeah. Uh, that's the one I had to go with as number one. And the one I left off my list was Tom Brady, 28-3. Yeah. So, I, I, to me, this one is by far the greatest Super Bowl that I've ever watched play. And that was Super Bowl 43. The Patriots roll into the game undefeated. And you have the mighty little New York Giants. The little Giants. The little Giants who had a barely above 500 season, gets hot towards the end of the season. Beat the Packers in the playoffs. Rolls through the playoffs. The helmet catch where, I mean, Eli was sacked 12 times on the play and and gets loose. He's the most uncoordinated person (laughs) in the world. But somehow he stayed upright. Slings the ball down the field. Uh, Tyree, David Tyree, reaches up, comes down with the catch, holding the football to his helmet. And then a couple plays later, Plexigo Burris is wide open in the end zone. Eli hits him for a touchdown, and they ruin the undefeated season of the Patriots. And I won nearly $2,000 on came in betting. <laughs> not in the state of Kentucky. Not the- Let's make that clear. It was not at Kentucky. So, but that was an insane Super Bowl. Nobody thought that the Giants had a chance. I mean, the the line. I remember the line. The line. The line was twelve points on that right. game. And they had played in Week Seventeen before the playoffs began. Yeah, and the Patriots killed them. Yeah, yeah. It was the only reason I hated Michael Strahan. I hated to see that game. The Patriots lose that game because, as a West Virginia boy, I'm a I've been a huge Randy Moss fan his whole career, my right. whole life. So I hated to see Randy get that close, yeah, and then still just come up short. Yeah, I mean it was insane game, uh, and you know, in all honesty, you look back over all the years, there have been a lot of great football games. You know the. The Giants uh, beating the Bills in their in the Bills first Super Bowl when Scott Norwood missed the kick that would have won the game for him, you know, and and unfortunately that was the closest they came to winning the Super Bowl because the Cowboys came into town and just absolutely slaughtered them a couple of times there, uh, and then you know. I mean, there's just been so many good ones. You know, Elway won back to back once he once he got a running back. <laughs> you know, what was that uh, Terrell Davis? I believe, right? Let's not talk about him. Why? Well, because as a Packers fan, I just think about that stupid helicopter spinning. Oh, that's right. That was against down. the Packers, wasn't it? It was. So, so Favre was in two Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers only been in one. Right. Yeah. So Favre's better. Right. <laughs> hey, look. It's it's one of those situations though. That Favre never had the complete team. No. The, it, they, the only year they ever had a really good defense was the year they won the Super Bowl. And they had a guy named the Minister of Defense. Right. I Reggie mean, White. 
Yeah. Had him and Gilbert Brown on the line. Gilbert Brown was big enough to eat three yeah. people by itself. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots-Eagles game a few years ago that Nick Foles, you know, won, that was a good That was a good Super Bowl. The Philly special. Yeah. Like, teams still run it, still call yeah. it the Philly special. But, but you're right. The 28-3, the Falcons-Patriots uh, game, w- was a really good game. The, the Colts and the Saints was a really good football game. The Bears and the Colts was a really good football game. Was it, though? Yeah. I thought that was a blowout. No, it wasn't a blowout. Oh, no, because of the monsoon. Yeah. It was a monsoon. Um, and then one of the other games that I considered was when the 49ers and Ravens played, and you remember the flickering light thing that the delayed the game? And it, like, changed the whole game. Because who was it? that Was it Beyonce that year? Performed halftime? Maybe. I don't know. And that's what they blamed it on, that her stage okay. equipment was too much and it caused the power at the stadium to kind of yeah. overload and the lights well, flickered. I mean, it changed the whole game. Because when they come back out of that delay, the Ravens were off and running. And, you know, the 49ers were controlling that game prior to that. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that was kind of crazy. That's, you know, just some of the things that I just remember seeing in some of these Super Bowls over, over the years. Um, you know, I was just watching this uh, a thirty for thirty the other night. They was talking about the Ravens, the the two thousand Ravens. I saw with that, that with that defense. You know, and uh, you know, record wise, they weren't that good until they made the switch to Trent Dilfer. And when they made that switch, that defense became you could say murderers row for any offense that they were facing. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and he wasn't fantastic, but he was able to. To score a touchdown, they went five games that season without a touchdown. Did you see that? Yeah, five games without a touchdown, and that's that's when they finally. Because I'm sitting there going, I thought Trent Dilfer was the quarterback the whole time, but he wasn't. They had Tony Banks as the as yeah. the starter that that year. And I'm like, I don't even know who Tony Banks was. He was just a part of the puzzle. Yeah, but that defense was vaunted defense. I mean that defense alone is what got um, Marv Marv Lewis the Cincinnati job. Yeah, you know was was that defense alone? Ray Lewis in the middle just killing people in the parking lot, Ray, just killing people. Ray, <laughs> Ray, I mean, Ray, sorry, I didn't mean to say that out loud. Ray Lewis was a freak, man. He was unbelievable. He really was. So he was he was very special. To, to, to watch on, on, on defense, that's for sure. Um, so, man, I tell you what, that feels good. That that that, ah, that, that that's classic right there, man. But the Mount Rushmore just takes you back to the early stages of the show. I it, I miss I really miss that, right? It's of it, course there was only six people who probably know what we're talking about yeah. the early stages of the show, and I'm sitting here. Yeah. So there's five people out there, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. If you don't know, I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm going to start doing some of those on our throwback Thursdays. You should. Those are good. Yeah, especially the ones that are not wrestling. You know, the Kool Aid flavored ones. The pop. The, the pop. The potato chip one was was fantastic. I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. The the, the whole the whole episode. Neil makes fun of my potato chip. Because, because you were bland to play. Yes. Yeah. And I would have been the same way if <laughs> right. I was here. So this is something that we need to put back into the, the rotation. 
we need to we need to do a Rushmore more often on the show because it's fun. And and you know we have all of these uh, uh, we have all of these other podcasts out there that are mimicking us. You know they're everybody's to, doing a Rushmore now, right? They're trying to be like us, right? And and we got it started every bit of it. So I mean, there was no, nobody even knew what Mount Rushmore was before we got started with it. And I mean, we're the four faces on Mount Rushmore. We are, yeah. When you put my beard in granite, it looks even better somehow. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? Yeah, you're right. And, and <laughs> I still think back to to Neil <laughs> when he first sees the when he first saw the logo. He's like, "Why did my face look like that?" He's like, <laughs> "Because that's the pictures you took but, while you're standing in Walmart in the toy aisle in the Walmart." Toy aisle in Walmart. <laughs> he was looking at wrestling figures. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm looking at the logo now. Wes has probably not looked that young since 1935. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course it was black and white like the logo is back then. But <laughs> he's never looked younger. Oh man! Every time I see the logo, though, I, I look at that and I think that you know. Halliday. I know his last name was Halliday. I can't remember his first name. Doug. Doug Halliday. The one that we found him on Twitter. Actually, Neil found him, made the connection with him, like the young professor, on the Roosevelt page. Right. That's how he found him. He and, done he done a phenomenal job. Oh, dude. No, no doubt. It, that was by far the best 180 bucks I've ever spent. That, because, that was good. Yeah, it was fantastic. I love that logo. And you know, one of these days that logo is going to be something big. Uh, we're going to be on billboards all through Central Kentucky. Yeah, maybe even have a DraftKings sponsorship because we are going to pioneer the way for legislatures <laughs> to just finally legalize gambling here in Kentucky. Right? I don't know. It, that that seems like it's a long way away. So, but I don't know. Anyways, we just got to talk to the right people. So, who you, who you got in the Super Bowl? Well, Sean, if you've seen the YouTube shorts, you already know who I picked. But for those listeners who doesn't do not follow us on the YouTubes, I'm going to take Fly Eagles Fly. Wow. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, they were good to me in fantasy football season. Got me a championship. I think it's going to pay off for them. I am a fan of Jalen Hurts. I love his story. I love the fact, I mean, he's just that, like, nobody thought he was going to be what he is right now. Well, if there's any, I don't know the age or audience or their parents or whoever listens to this show. If there is ever a person that your young athlete needs to model, it's Jalen Hurts. Yeah. He, in a world where we've got, Transfer portal, we've got kids just leaving because they want to, or NIL money. He stayed the course. Yeah. He stuck it out. Yeah. He got benched in a national championship game. Tua wins the title. And and he's there to celebrate with his team. He celebrates with his team. The next year, he knows he's not the quarterback. 
He stays to back up Tua. Tua goes down. Jalen Hurts wins the national title. Yeah. And then he graduates, goes on to Oklahoma, wins yeah. the Heisman. Did you know that he was not going to go to Oklahoma? And Saban told him, he goes, you need to go to Oklahoma and learn how to be a quarterback. <laughs> I mean, he told him to go to Oklahoma and then turns around and goes, I just hope we don't have to play. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, Jalen Hurts isn't who he is right now without Saban and without Lincoln Riley. Right. Lincoln Riley taught him how to be a quarterback. Saban taught him how to manage being a, a, a leader. Saban laid the groundwork for him being a leader. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, even when he went to Oklahoma, you could tell those first few games, the Oklahoma media did not know how to act to Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Because after games, this dude is in the weight room squatting 400 pounds. Yeah. And like, you could tell they had just never seen anything like that. Jalen Hurts is a winner. Yeah. The, big, the, big, the biggest key that I see to this game on Sunday is if Chris Jones and Frank Clark can contain him inside that pocket, it's going to be hard for them to win. But if he gets outside that pocket and, and the Chiefs defense don't get the pressure on them and you put all that pressure on that young secondary for the Chiefs, it could be uh, it could be disastrous. I think it's going to be a close game. But I, I think you're probably looking at a Chiefs 28-24 win. I just feel like that Mahomes has a huge chip on his shoulder right now. And honestly, I could see this being a rematch next year in the Super Bowl. I don't think there's a better team in the NFC, to be honest with you. I mean, I know the 49ers are close, but they're going to have to figure out their quarterback situation, and I think they're going to screw up, and they're going to they're going to try to push Trey Lance back out there because Purdy got hurt, and I think that's a mistake. But I don't, I, I don't, I don't see anybody else out there. Tampa Bay is going to fall off, obviously. The Rams, I don't look for the Rams to bounce back. They might. I, Detroit's up and coming, but I don't know that Jared Goff has has you know Super Bowl contender in, in him with with Detroit. I mean, they got to get to the playoffs first. But I I, I could one hundred percent see this this being a rematch next year. The thing is, it's not the Eagles that I doubt; it's the Chiefs because that AFC is loaded. Yeah, like Chiefs, Bengals. Bills, Chargers might be up and coming. Jaguars with Doug Peterson, they're up and coming. We don't know what Sean Payton does with the Sean Payton with the Broncos. They'll be better. Yeah. It's harder for the Chiefs to go back than it will be for the Eagles. I can see that. I've already told you guys though. I, I think the Bills I think the Bills are in trouble. And that Brian Dable being gone is is showing that that's a bigger issue than what they thought it was going to be. Sometimes you don't realize how good those those OCs are until they're gone. And I think that you're going to see the same thing with Dallas. I think you'll see a regression with Dallas with Kellen Moore being gone. I don't think Kellen Moore is that good. I think he's overhyped. Well, I guess we'll see. Is if the Chargers take a step forward and Herbert does next year, and Dallas takes a step back, pretty good indication right there. Right. So, 
Anyways, we got to our hour and a half. <laughs> that, that's all we got to get to. Right. So another great show, uh, as always. Uh, some great topics and uh, had a lot of fun doing the, the Rushmore as well. And uh, we will definitely make sure that we get that work more into it. It, it. it means more if we go ahead and rank all four, you know. But now if all four of us are here and we're doing the top four, we're going to have to make sure that we set aside enough time to do that. Oh, well, so, it'll be at least 40 minutes. Yeah, probably so. So, But anyways, uh, another great show, and we will see you guys next week. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.